Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Jesus said, And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to tell you all about my day in the country. I'm sure your day in the country was wonderful. But I want to talk about my day in the country a couple of weeks ago. So you may know that this is the second year that we've had an information booth right back here, right at the entrance. And so I worked it last year, and I worked it this year. And I I absolutely love being there. I love being there to say hello to folks as they come in and uh, telling them thanks for coming. We'll see you at the 41st day in the country as they are leaving. And so I sort of felt like a politician. I felt like I greeted everyone in Madison County and the surrounding area. But it was wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And so I had a handful of maps. Perhaps you saw those cute maps that our parish communicator, Emily Tipton, drew up. I had a handful of maps along with some other folks there at the info booth. Uh, I would hand them out to folks. I would ask, do you need a map? We don't want you to get lost. We would hate for that to happen. And so when I'd ask that question, I had some, uh, some interesting remarks. There were those who said, oh, I don't need a map. This is my 38th year to be here. I know where everything is. So I said, well, we've had some changes. You know, kids' country is down there by the playground now. The chapel attic and the silent auction are over there at the gray house that we call the Dewey's house. So just take a map, put it in your back pocket. You may not need it, but you might. And then we had some folks who said, I would love a map. This is my first time to come today in the country. Yes, I would love to be able to know where I'm walking to, and if I wanted to get to a place, uh, I would have a a source there to help me. And so it was really interesting having these conversations, especially with the people who had been here for the first or maybe the second time. They would say, you know, this is my first time. What do I need to do? You know, tell me so I don't miss anything. Where do I need to start? And so I'd tell them, well, down this dirt road here, on the left, that's where you need to start, at the country store. There you need to stock up on your, your orange marmalade, your bottled hell, all of your jams and jellies, all of your baked goods, your brownies, your cookies, and make sure you're in line for a slice of the 63-egg cake because it goes fast. And then after that, make your way down to the Deweese house on the right, that great house over there. There's a lot of hidden treasures in there. And on your way there, stop at the silent auction. There's a lot of wonderful items up for bid. 
And then you're going to get hungry, so stop by the food booth, which is on the right side, down on this dirt road. There you can get your boiled peanuts, you can get a hamburger, cheeseburger, red beans and rice, a bunch of delicious foods. And if you get tired and you need to sit down, you want to sit in the air conditioning for a little bit, go into the chapel. Sit. Be present with God for a little bit and listen to our rich and our powerful history. And so I really enjoyed working the info booth. I received questions. What is, what is this going up over here? All this steel that is popping up. What is that? And I'd say we're a growing, thriving parish. We're growing along with this area. The Holy Spirit is ebbing and flowing in this community because when we say it's the chapel of the cross, it's literally a chapel. So we have to have more space to welcome more people into our community. And then we had some, one was at the 845 service, who asked, all right, so say I come back on a Sunday. What are your services like? What times are your service? I said, well, you have four options. You have four options. And so it was a wonderful way for us to, to greet people, to show hospitality, to welcome them here to the Chapel of the Cross. And so I did that all day. I did not leave my post until about 3.30. And so I came into the 4.30 service here, and I saw people who I hadn't seen all day, and they said, Will, wait, I haven't seen you all day. Where have you been? Are you just now getting here? <laughs> like I've been at happy hour at Georgia Blue watching the Auburn-Florida game. No. I said, I've been at the info booth. And I would tell them about how wonderful it was to have people stationed there to welcome them to the chapel of the cross and to send them on their way. When I think of the chapel of the cross, when I think of, of this building, this historic building in which we are all gathered, in which we gather every Sunday of the world, I think of prayer. I think of the many prayers lifted up to God in this place and the more than 150 years of this chapel's existence. I think of the prayers of the Johnstone family. I think of their prayers for their children, prayers for their community. I think of the prayers of Paul Day and those wonderful folks from around this area who got together 40 years ago, who created Day in the Country, and who got this place back on its feet. I think of their fervent prayers, their prayers of joy and thanksgiving, their prayers of sorrow. I think of you all's prayers each and every Sunday, the prayers spoken aloud, the prayers that I know about, that you've told me about, and the prayers perhaps that you're keeping within your heart. All of that offered to God in this space. I think of the funerals. I think of the baptisms. I think of the weddings. I think of the tears cried in this place and the laughter as well. Jesus tells us that we are to pray. But that is a good thing. And we are to pray fervently. We are to pray with expectation and anticipation. Pray fervently to God. God will hear your heart's desire. God will answer you quickly. Jesus, as he is apt to do, gives us a parable to explain the need to pray without losing heart. He said that in a certain city, there was a widow who came to a judge. And now, we tend to think of widows as meek and, and mild. But I don't think that about this widow. This widow came to this unjust judge. This persistent widow came to him, not asking for justice against her opponent, demanding it with a fist. This is a formidable woman. 
She was probably on the altar guild. <laughs> or the flower guild. This was a formidable woman who badgered this judge, kept coming to him over a long period of time, wore him down. And the judge finally says, you know what? So she will quit bothering me, so she will leave me alone so that she won't do anything to me physically and so that she will not ruin my reputation, although we know that this judge had quite the reputation. He said, I will grant her what she wants. I will grant her justice. And Jesus tells us at the end of this gospel lesson, if this unjust judge will grant justice to this widow, how much more and how more quickly will our God, who is justice, who is mercy, who is love and compassion and wants to be in relationship with all of us, how much more and how more quickly will he give and do for us what we ask? Jesus tells us, I tell you very truly, he will grant it. He will do it quickly. We are embarking upon stewardship season, a season in which we pray, we discern, we reflect, we give thanks. We give thanks for the many times God has heard our prayers in this place and elsewhere. We give thanks for the many blessings God has bestowed upon us as individuals and the many blessings God has bestowed upon this our chapel home, and our Christ-centered community. It is a time also in which we wonder, reflect, and pray about how we can give back. How we can give back to God's purposes here at the Chapel of the Cross. How can we give back through our time, talent, and treasure to do the work that God has given us to do here at the Chapel of the Cross? A couple of weeks ago, I was at clergy conference at the Gray Center, and our keynote speaker was the Right Reverend Rob Wright. He is the Bishop of Atlanta, and he came and he talked. As a keynote speaker, he talked, but he really he got preachy too, and he reminded me a lot of Michael Curry. It's very prophetic. He said many wonderful things that I will carry with me throughout my ministry, but the thing that stuck out to me thing that he stuck out to me and the thing that has everything to do with stewardship is he said this. He said, the hope of the world is the local parish. The hope of the world is the local parish. The hope of the world is right here. The hope of the world is the chapel of the cross in Madison. The hope of the world is you. The hope of the world is this Christ-centered body that gathers here week in and week out. That is the hope of the world. How can we give to God's purposes here at the Chapel of the Cross so that we can continue to be the hope of the world? That is what stewardship is about, giving to God's purposes. Now, that would be a fine sermon, but... I do want to tell you all a quick story of something that happened over the summer. Last year, you may have recalled that I spoke about Ella Weston. God rest her sweet soul. And how when she was on her deathbed, she made a pledge. 
She made a pledge. Before I got to the hospital, she said, bring a pledge card with you. I want to make a pledge. Before she died, she pledged to the chapel of the cross. Back in July, we received a check in the mail for $20. And it was written for our annual school supply drive. It was written in 2017. And the check for $20 to go towards that was from Ella Weston. That was important to her, giving to God's purposes at this chapel of the cross, this community that she so loved. Giving to God's purposes so that we can continue to be the hope of the world. In this stewardship season, in this wonderful time in which we give thanks for each other, give thanks for the person in the pew next to you, and we give thanks for God and his presence among us, his love for us, his forgiveness and mercy outpoured over us. How can you, how can we, through our time, talent, and treasure, continue to be the hope of the world here at the Chapel of the Cross? Amen.